Welcome to A Brother's God Next. It's your boy, Quab. As always, I'm joined by one of my aces, Darian, a.k.a. D. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good, Yen. Ready for a big weekend. Um, a lot of good NFL games. we got a lot to talk about, uh, even besides the football. There's a lot of things going on this week, so real exciting time. Uh, you know, we got three shows down. This is the fourth one. Actually, four is one of my lucky numbers, so uh, okay. hopefully this is the- Hopefully this is like a great show. It ends up being one of the best. You know what I mean? I think so, it will uh, be. I like the things we got to talk about. I think it's a it's a wide range of topics, and we'll get we'll give you as many interesting opinions as we can. <laughs> but we'll get started, man. We'll get it rolling. I heard something that really bothered me, D. And I know that you're gonna have some thoughts on this because I know I do. So the movie uh, Harriet came out this weekend. It's uh, starring Cynthia Erivo. You know, obviously known for her acting ability on Broadway, things like of that sort. So she's playing Harriet. Everybody's like, all right, cool. That should be good, pretty good. I've heard mixed things about the movie, but overall, um, you know, I think the reviews have been pretty good. But what happened was the, uh, the screenwriter of the movie recently told people that supposedly in the 90s, there was supposed to be a Harriet Tubman movie. And one of the studio executives <laughs> wanted, you ready for this? They wanted... <laughs> Julia Roberts play Harriet Tubman, dog. (laughs) Terrible, horrible. I mean, look, this is not stating the obvious. This is where it should have ended. Julia Roberts is a white woman. Harriet Tubman was a black woman. It really should have ended right there. (laughs) Yeah, this is right there. That's it. It should have ended right there. But the executive and the person who was in charge of this film tended to go a step further to say, yeah, we think she would be good. You know what, Let's let's just keep it real. Like, we used to have these conversations in, in college. And we used to say, okay, what are they saying? What are they doing in these meetings? Like, whose idea, whose bright idea was like, yeah, you know what? We're going to have Julia Roberts play Harriet Tubman, a white woman play a black woman. Now, I don't know how they were going to do that because <laughs> from everything I know, if you put it on blackface, you already know what that reception is going to get. And that ain't even going to happen. And then I'm thinking to myself, okay, so how else they would have done it without doing it that way? Because... There's no way you can make Julia Roberts be black or look black. It's just so no she's, way. She's and it's not even like she's has a particular tone where like, oh, maybe she could be, you know. No, it's it's not like she. I mean, she's white. It's it's clear. Julia Roberts you know, is, is listen. Like she had look. Listen, I like Julia Roberts as an actress. I mean, I yeah, love the Pretty great. Woman. Yeah, yeah. But she is white, and she not only is she white just as far as her looks. She's white acting, like she's just a white woman. Like I don't see, I don't see any soul, anything that tells me yeah, and that's she can fine. play a exactly. black woman. And exactly. right, and that's fine. But here's yeah. the thing: it's like, whose bright idea was it in that meeting to say that she could play Harriet Tubman? I really would have loved to have been in that meeting. Like, okay, listen to yourselves talk for a minute and just repeat what you just said. <laughs> yeah, Julia Roberts been... playing Harriet <laughs> Tubman. I yo, mean, do you think there are any black people in that meeting? Like, yo, are we? Is this for real? They couldn't like, be. They, they could have right been. Now? You know why, Quad? Because if there was a black person in that meeting, hands down, somebody either would have got slapped, cursed out, <laughs> or it, it would it would have been news. It would have been like, well, this, they would have lost. First, first of all, the black people probably would have told the white people, "You don't lost your damn mind." Really, and, you don't lost your damn just mind. To, and just to let people know, Julia Roberts like wasn't like thinking about this somebody presented the idea of her possibly playing the role so it's not like she was like entertaining it so this isn't nothing against her she had nothing to do with it it was just somebody that recommended like yeah you know what yeah i think she kind of looks no first of all that's kind of disrespectful to all the black actresses in the 90s too like there were so many oh yeah like oh, girl, yeah. how could you pick 
that's wild to me. <laughs> Especially in the nineties, I, I like okay, like you know, this was back during, you know, the fifties, sixties. Obviously, where it was still segregation, Jim Crow going on. I, 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 I obviously it's still not right. I would get it, but it's still not right, you know, because it's still racism. But to have that happen in nineteen ninety four, where right, you had a plethora of good, you know, black actresses is beyond me. You know, I mean, I can name some of the actresses that were, you know. Big in the night in the nineties, you know, you, you oh, had obviously yeah, Halle sure. Berry. Halle Berry was coming up. I think you had Angela Bassett. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had people. You, you had some great actresses. Loretta Devine. Loretta Devine. And I'm not saying all these actresses necessarily would pull off the look, but these were a, a pretty established black actresses at that time. Exactly. Yeah, and I just think it was so. I mean, to be in that meeting and it's just disrespectful. Like, I mean, like I said, there couldn't have been one black person in that meeting. It could have been. Because I, I I just know me if I'm in that meeting I probably would have walked out or I would have been like you you y'all don't lost your damn mind <laughs> or you just, you just have woman? like a blank face <laughs> yeah I would I would have walked out I'd have been like you guys have lost you need to be drug tested you guys have really need to be drug tested really I mean so, there's no way yeah so in relation to that I don't think a lot of people know but obviously there's been quite a few roles in Hollywood that actors have either like been close to taking or have declined so we just, let's just go through a couple of them real quick i don't think people know about some of these did you know that sylvester stallone almost played axel foley which is eddie murphy's character on beverly hills cop i don't think a lot no of no i did not no i did not i actually didn't know but i'm very happy that they chose eddie murphy because sylvester stallone does not have one comedic bone in his body can you imagine <laughs> not intentional playing, not intentional comedic bone. can you imagine him playing that role with his stutter and the uh uh did that how he talk? Wait, what? Yeah, what was that <laughs> exactly exactly i like I, listen, him I like, I like listen i like sylvester stallone i think he 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 plays roles that fit him but beverly hills cop was not gonna fit him because he's not a he's only been to me if i can recall in one comedy that was in stop on my mom will shoot and that was like in the you know mid to early '90s, and he wasn't even the funny one in that movie. It, it was, was the mom. It was the, it was the mom. It, the, it, you know, it also, it also one of the golden good. girls. It also wasn't good. So no, horrible. <laughs> like I not mean, all the not all the Beverly Hills Cop, like the third Beverly Hills Cop with the theme park. Eh, that one was just whatever. But, but the first two were really good, and like I couldn't imagine what type of comedic value he would have brought to that role. Like it wouldn't have been a comedy. It would have been like oh, it's just like an action movie. Yeah, no, no. Like I said, they, they made the right choice. Because from what I understood, like, from when, you know, they were talking about it, I from what I understood, they made Beverly Hills Cop. The role was made for Eddie Murphy. That's what I thought. I mean, everything I've heard from, like, the past and things I've read over the years that when they made Beverly Hills Cop, I thought it was purposely made. It was, it was like, perfectly rolled for Eddie Murphy. Yeah. So when I heard, you know, this Stallone thing, I had never heard until we had talked about it before the show. That's crazy. I was like... Sylvester Stallone, no. <laughs> no, another Horrible. one. Another interesting one. Now, obviously, it's not comedy, but, you know, everybody remembers when Halle Berry won um, an Oscar for Monsters Ball. Uh, Angela Bassett was actually really close to playing that role, but she declined it. But that, that would have been, like, obviously, acting ability-wise, that would have been fine. But I, what I found interesting is why she said no to that. I guess she said, quote, quote I wasn't going to be a prostitute on film. I couldn't do that because it's such a stereotype about Black women and sexuality. So I was like... Wow, I wonder if I wonder if Hallie considered that before she took the role, but obviously it worked out for her. Yeah, well, this one's not as bad because this is two it's two black women, so I, I I can get why you know they act probably asked Angela Bassett maybe before Hallie, and like you said, Angela Bassett is a great actress. I mean, she's one of my all time favorite uh, actresses. Um, 
But I just think, obviously, look, let's just keep it real. We all watch that movie as far as men, black men, all all men. We watched it for all, that all sex men. scene. I know, it doesn't yeah. matter if you're black or not. It not yeah, matter. exactly. We watched that We watched that movie for that sex scene with her her and Billy Bob Thornton. Let's just keep it 100. I mean, look, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I think I fast-forwarded uh, to that, to just to that scene to watch it, and then I turned it off. Yeah, I mean, that's really, let's be real, the movie wasn't that good. It wasn't. I mean, she won an Oscar for it, which is crazy to me because she's been in so many better, you know, roles in other movies that it was crazy that she won an Oscar for that. But, you know, obviously, it's the same I've always thought about the Denzel with Training Day. Like, yeah, that, he was good in Training Day, but he's had better roles than Training Day. Yeah, me. I think but, it's more about the the performance, not necessarily the movie. Because a lot of those uh, those movies, that, you know, the actors get nominated for it. They're just like, eh, they're okay, you know? Exactly, exactly. But, yeah, let's just keep it real. Like, yeah, everybody, I mean, well, it's not everybody. Every man watched that film for that scene. Obviously, remember, I think you remember the story that Eric Benet, who was Halle Berry's husband at the time, and Angelina Jolie, who was Billy Bob Thornton's wife at the time, they had to watch it separate. They had to watch it, like, alone, I guess, when the premiere came out because it was so, obviously, realistic and graphic that so they couldn't real. watch it. it yeah, they so couldn't real. watch it with everybody, yeah. you know, everybody else at the premiere. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it went, hey, listen, I think they got that one right, obviously. Yeah, Hallie, I think, was perfect for that role because of just what we, especially as men, wanted to see. Not to say Angela Bass is an ugly woman and not attractive. She's, she's amazing. She's oh, absolutely. Especially absolutely now. Amazing oh. Now, yeah, I know, in her 60s. But oh. I, can, I, can, I can see why Angela Bassett would turn down that role because she's not, yeah, she definitely doesn't play those roles of, you know, taking off her clothes. Yeah, and, and I think she was a little more established than, than Hallie was. I think Hallie was still kind of like, because that was... Oh, actually, no, that's not true. Because, because no, I'm that's sorry. not true. I'm sorry, no, because no, no. Monsters Ball came out in the 2000s. That's my bad. But right, but right. either way, Angela Bassett had kind of been in the game a little longer. So maybe she didn't feel like she needed to go for that Oscar, you know, nom or anything like that. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, this one's not as bad because it's two black women. Um, But yeah, just Angela Bassett and Halle Berry are two different types of actresses. Like, yeah, Halle was more fit for that role to me. Not to say Halle's like a prostitute or anything like that, but it's just like... Angela Bassett, yeah, she's more known for her, like, you know, the role that she plays, like, as wholesome. And yeah. I just can't see her doing that, you know. So it, it would have been shocking if, if Angela Bassett would have played that role. So, yeah, I think I think they got it right with that. Yeah, role. yeah, there's a couple of other ones, like John Travolta playing Forrest Gump, which, I mean, I he's not the actor. No, it's not. Yes, yeah, he doesn't have the acting ability that Hanks has, but I wouldn't have been like, oh, this is ridiculous. No, nah, not at all. No, um, especially no, when no, it no. comes to, like, fictional characters. I don't think that's a huge deal. Exactly, um, and I think Roger Walton is Yeah, I will say this. I don't know how you feel about this. Just, just to sum this up real quick, a lot of people have an issue when somebody that's not. So, for example, remember when Jennifer Lopez played Selena, and obviously Jennifer okay. Lopez is not Mexican. She's right, right. Yeah. Now, do you have as much of a problem with that? Yeah, that's tough. You know, obviously, I'm, yeah. I'm a black man. I'm just coming off from my perspective. You know, I, I can see why a Mexican person may be offended. Yeah. Because it's, it's kind of like they're saying, like, oh, they all blend us together. We all look alike. Or exactly. we're all like, like you know, Puerto Ricans and, and Mexicans and Spanish people and South American people all kind of grouped the same. And I know they take offense to that. I just don't know. I mean, look, she at the time that she may have been the best person that could play the role. 
and she is she's a, a, a Spanish speaking descent. Latin, she is Latin. And she kind of looked like descent. she kind of looked like her in the movie. She did. She looked yeah. a, a lot like her. So yeah. I I don't see. I mean, look from my standpoint, I don't see the outrage, but I can understand a Mexican person seeing outrage. I yeah, get, and it wasn't know. necessarily outrage, but some people are like, oh well, why couldn't you get a Mexican actress? For example, let's say there was a movie about a Ghanaian man, and they like. Okay, so that, wait, wait, wait. so and, it's funny. It's funny that you bring that up. It's just like, were you offended when Chadwick Boseman played Black Panther and he's nah, not? No, I wasn't offended. I was offended okay, so it's the same exact thing, right? He's not. He's of Afri- African descent, but he's not. Yeah. African. He's so that's not why, African, right? I don't know? have a particular problem with that. Exactly. So maybe like me, I wouldn't, but I can get why maybe they would. I can't speak for them. You know, I'm yeah. not. I'm not here to you know to speak for any other race to say, oh yeah, no, you know, they shouldn't be offended, but. Yeah, I didn't see. The, I mean, like just personally, I didn't see an issue with it. Like you said, she looked a lot like her, and I ain't gonna lie, mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't know much about Selena because you know when she, when that happened, when she passed, I was young. You know when that happened. You know what I mean. So I didn't know much about her, uh, her music mm-hmm. or anything like that uh, until I saw the movie. Uh, but yeah, I don't really. I mean, like I said, I don't have an issue, but I can see how they did. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I, I growing up in Southern California, growing up a lot of, uh, around a lot of Mexicans, it was it was a big deal when I, I remember when I was a kid, but. Yeah, but speaking of music, um, let's transition, man. You know, one thing that we did on, you know, on our second podcast, which a lot of people hit us up about, was our overrated and underrated rappers list, which we're still getting hit up about. But I'm like, yo, man, you got to get over it. <laughs> you know, so let's. Oh, yeah. But t- before we get into that, the one person I did want to add, I think we talked about the other day, just real quick. Another underrated rapper who I kind of forgot about on my list was uh, Bun B from UGK. Uh, he, he definitely doesn't get enough credit you know him as a solo artist obviously they were great him and pmc as a group but he's definitely one of my faves uh i don't know if people remember the the album og trill that came out back i think it was in 2003 or four but that was actually like the last five mic album that the source ever rated five mics and it's a really good album very underrated so yeah bun b is definitely one of my underrated rappers and on that list speaking of that just not to stick on the subject too long but i remember that my uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy also got five mics and i think that dropped exactly oh nine, that's right that was the last nine one. years yeah. ago today that yeah. dropped to the date yes it did oh yeah but yeah you know i've I, i've given my that album i think it's one of his more overrated people think i'm crazy i agree yeah, yeah, it's just, i it's agree how i feel but yeah man let's let's trans let's transition to one thing that we love man r&b particularly 90s r&b I, honestly it's my favorite genre of any particular decade I, I don't know how you feel like some people say oh i like 90s rap i like not like 2000s rap but 90s r&b to me is is like it has a special place it ha- there's a special place for 90s r&b for me personally and i know you love oh. 90s r&b too i mean you kind of you know like we grew up listening to that oh yeah 90s r&b i'm not gonna lie to you at one time in my life especially younger 90s r&b was probably over over 90s rap don't get me wrong i yeah. love 90s rap yeah but man. 90s r&b and you know when i was coming into my you know Preteen years, getting into girls, man, I used to Woo! love some 90s R&B. Oh, I used to try to, I used to try to use lines from R, you know, R&B songs. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll get that. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. I'm not gonna lie to you, I did, and sometimes I would get it. I would get them. I was like, wow. First of all, like, in the 90s, I'm not trying to hear about you getting girls in the 90s. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> but anyway, so let's transition, man. I'm gonna I, let's let's come up with a little game here. Let's just to kind of talk about some of these, some of our favorite 90s R&B artists, and and where we kind of place them or how we feel about them 
um, individually. So what this game is is going to be called. Um, I'm going to give. I'm going to give you. Th- we're going to come up with three artists. All right. And there's three categories. The first one is of these three, who would you want to perform at your wedding, see in concert, and the third person that you leave out of that their entire library disappears. So there's three categories. So could, you can consider perform at your wedding like the highest honor. Like, oh yeah, this person is there. Right, right. See them in concert, you know, and et cetera. So you ready to get started? It's going to be fun. I'm ready. <laughs> I, I got a tough one. We're going to start with a tough one here. Erica Badu, Jill Scott, Lauren Hill. Okay, so at my wedding, I would want Jill Scott to perform at my wedding. Okay, that's high praise. High praise for her. I would want to see Lauren Hill in concert. And I'm not going to lie, I would probably want to see uh, Erica Badu entire library disappear. Man, and I know that's not a diss to her, but wow, gone? Like, Just because... Got... Now, am I, am I able to explain myself? Or you oh, absolutely. absolutely. This is for. Absolutely. So, I think you know this, Quab, and a lot of people that know me personally know this. Joe Scott's probably one of my all-time favorite R&B oh, yeah. artists. Uh, yeah. Probably my favorite of all time, to be honest with you. I mean, obviously, since you know me, since we've been in college, I think, yeah, you know the high praise I've given her. Um, so, yeah, Jill is definitely up there for me. Uh, so the reason why I picked Lauren Hill over Erica Baidu is because Lauren Hill, first of all, she doesn't have a big catalog, but I, I, she doesn't do a lot of concerts either. Obviously, we, you know, she's known no, for not she showing she stands up a lot of people <laughs> in concerts. <laughs> right, yeah. right. She's known for doing that. So I guess I would just love to see her in a full-length concert and to just see her in a concert would be like, wow, like I'm seeing Lauren Hill who hardly never does concerts. So that's really the reason I picked her over Badu. Yeah. Not to say I wouldn't want to see Badu in concert, but actually I've seen Badu in concert probably two times. Yeah, I've seen Oh, so, nice. I have not seen yeah, her Yeah. Yes, and I and I've had the pleasure of seeing Joe Scott once in, in concert. So, um, but Lauren Hill I've never seen, so that's yeah. why I picked Lauren Hill. You'll probably but, never yeah. see her. That'll be tough. You'll probably never exactly, see and that's why I picked Lauren Hill over Badu. Like you okay. said, nothing against Erica Badu as uh, an artist. She's actually one of my favorite R&B artists of all oh, time. Oh yeah, too. yeah. Now the all the people on this list are all good artists. It's just a matter of like who do you take out out of those three. See, for me, I would go. I would go Jill Scott wedding just because of her sensuality, like her voice. Um, I do Erica Badu concert. Lauren Hill, who, like I said, she raps and she sings. Her library is not deep enough for me. I, I, I'm gonna have to kick her, kick her out. Which, which is unfortunate because that means I gotta kick out the Fugees too, because all of her work is gone. So that that's a little tricky. But she only has one real solo album, so she's out, man. She can bounce from me. <laughs> yeah, I, like I, I, that's not a bad. Like you said, we kind of flipped. I mean, I can understand. Yep. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But dude, you, well, just one quick thing. Uh, you put me on one of the best albums I've ever heard till this day. Who is Jill Scott? Words and Sounds oh, Volume One. Woo! Classic. Wow. Now they what? they gave five mics for R and B. Uh, and I'm you know obviously they 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 get re- reviewed obviously just like rap albums, but they don't get like like you know four stars, five stars, or five mics or double XLs or anything like that. But who is Jill Scott? And anybody oh, listening to this show yeah. tonight, if you have never heard that you album- You have to, you have to listen to that. It will change your life. Like you you may, I mean, this is one of, it may be the sole reason why I have Jill Scott. It's probably my all time favorite R&B yeah. artist. It's, it's, it's one of the, probably the best R&B album I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, it's amazing. No, no lie. It's amazing. It's no up lie. there for me. You know, one funny thing real quick, the homie Andre, dream he used to say, she's always talking about food. <laughs> uh, he's bugging. <laughs> Whatever. You know what? Who, you know who I have to give a shout out to, though? Like, how I put you on a Joe Scott. 
is actually we, I, mean, I, I I can't believe I we constantly giving shout out to this dude on the show. Um, it's Alan. Alan would actually put me on the Joe. Oh, Scott. nice. That's a good put. Yeah. On. So he put, put me on. He's put me on to a lot of great music, by the way. So yeah, he put yeah. me on. Then I put. Then I put you on. So it was kind of like passed down. Everybody, everybody's getting put on. Remember we talked about that in the first in the first <laughs> yeah, episode. Exactly. Put me on. <laughs> yeah, we were we were the king of put on. So. All right, cool. Let's move on to the next one. We'll go to the mails now. Anthony Hamilton, Music Soul Child. I already know where you're going with this one. And D'Angelo. Oh, this is easy. So Music Soul Child will perform in my wedding. D'Angelo uh, in concert. Um, and yeah, I'd have to get rid of Anthony Hamilton. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll explain. So Music Soul Child is probably the equivalent to how I feel about Joe Scott as far as male. Um, I've been a fan since, of music since his first album. Um, you know, I just want to sing. Uh, yeah. He's amazing. And I've actually I've had the pleasure of seeing him in concert as well. Um yeah, he's up there for me. He's like actually one of my all-time favorite male R and B artists. Um, maybe my favorite. It's been for a while. Obviously, he doesn't really do music a lot anymore. And I know his last few albums haven't been that good. Uh, but I was a big music soul child fan. Yeah. Um as far as as far as D'Angelo, I've never seen him in concert. So yeah, I would love to see him in concert. And I and uh this is the guy who just saw in the last segment, uh, my boy Alan, he's actually had the pleasure of seeing him in Amsterdam. He saw him overseas and he said he was amazing. Okay. And he doesn't okay. he doesn't do a lot of concerts, just like Lauren Hill. He's kinda of, I mean, I don't think he stands up people, but he just doesn't do a lot of concerts. But yeah, I feel you. Um and Anthony Hamilton, I'm just not gonna lie to you. I not to say I was not a really big fan of his. Oh, he's that got some I, great music. Yeah, yeah, I just never I just never really listened to a lot of his music or his catalog. Okay. Um so our, our, roommate, I like the, our roommate in college loved Anthony Hamilton. That was a dude. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just that I, I, I liked him on a lot of feature uh, stuff, but I never, I never was big on him. Like I never really heard a lot of his albums, so I, I can't really judge him, I guess, or really yeah. make a, a comment. But he, I mean, for right now, he would probably be the one I would get rid of because I just, I just don't know enough about him. Yeah. See, I, this one's tricky for me because D'Angelo. I here's the thing: what version of D'Angelo am I getting? If I'm getting the "How does it feel?" I don't know if I want that at my wedding. I'll be like, "Yo, like, you know, what I'm saying." <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. You don't want D'Angelo at your wedding. No. I don't need him feeling up on himself. Well, yeah, no, I don't need all that. First of all, your wife, the, the, your wife to be, may not say <laughs> I do. Wow, damn. Yeah, That's... he might. She might. She might run into his arms for real. Yeah, I'd be like, damn. So yeah, he ain't gonna be in my wedding. He ain't getting no invite. So I agree. I'm, I might go the same <laughs> order with you. I think I'm gonna go music at the wedding, D'Angelo concert because. Man, that's got to be, like, the most sensual. Even if you, you go with your girl, you go, like, that's got to be the most sensual concert you could probably go to, man. It's going to be ridiculous in there. And, yeah, I like Anthony Hamilton, but I'm going to have to put him, uh, have his, his library disappear. Because I've honestly only listened to, like, two of his albums, and they're both really good, but I don't really know much about his music after that. So, uh, let's move on to the next one. going to go uh, back to the women. Brandy, Monica, and Maya. Ooh, see, okay, so let me just be careful what you say about Maya, by the way. You know that was. Oh God, yes, I know. <laughs> he had a he had a poster up in his in his uh in his closet. That king cover. The king cover that I gave it to him in college, and he had it up probably the whole time I knew him in college. And uh, well, uh, you know, you can leave leave it to the imagination, but let's just say that cover is uh probably one of the greatest uh, magazine covers I've ever seen in my life. I guarantee but anyway, you cats are gonna be googling it as they're listening. Oh to the yes, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Please Google it. Um, but this one's tough because it's okay as far as singing. I would say probably the best one out of them singing wise is Monica. Yeah, Monica's the best. Uh, one. I agree. Yeah. So, um, 
Oh, this is tough because I, I like Maya. I like Brandy. I think Brandy's a good singer too. I would say I would probably. So here's my order. So I'd probably say Monica would sing at my wedding. Brandy, no, you know what? Mm. Uh, She's struggling with this one. <laughs> yeah, this one's a struggle. Yeah, hey, I made this because, hard on purpose, man. I, hate, I made this because, hard. Because, um, you know what? Forget it. I, I, you're not going to like my answer, but I probably would pick Brandy in concert. Okay. And then my, I'll probably get rid of Maya. Just which, is, which is fine. Yeah, that's not Yeah, just that. because I just think, like, Monica and Brandy are better singers. I like Monica the best out of the three. So that's just, you know... Um, and they're all attractive women, by the way, too. I mean, yeah, I mean, I would love to see all three of them. But yeah, Maya's just kind of out by default. But uh, yeah, okay. sorry, Maya, you know. Yeah, I'm offended. So I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm gonna, I agree. I think Monica definitely has the best voice of them three. I don't think that's really com- arguable. And not in my opinion. Although she may not have the best music, because I think Brandy's first album and her second album, Never Say Never, that's a really, really good album. You know, I'm not really feeling Full Moon, though. That was your album. I wasn't really feeling that one. <laughs> But yeah, I'm gonna go Monica at the wedding because I, I think she has the best voice. The second one's tricky for me because I, I hate to do this to, to, to Maya, but she might have to be the one whose library disappears because I just think Brandy has better songs. Like she has a better library, you know? I just think she has a better voice too. That's just my opinion though. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. I never thought Maya's voice never blew me away, but no, no, she it wasn't about like... it wasn't about that with her. So. No, no, she was more really. I mean, listen, I'm not trying to sound sexist or anything. She was just really good to look at you know what i mean then, i mean you know obviously that's part of being a performer too you know present being presentable being you know presenting yourself and yep. you know making people want to come see you so yeah it's not a bad thing uh but yeah just i just think brandy had a better voice you know so. yeah i got you all right let's go back to the males neo usher justin timberlake so with this one it's funny so i've seen justin timberlake in concert so I'm gonna throw him out of that anyway. And by the way, his concerts are amazing. Um, oh, I haven't seen him live. Man. I, I, I yeah, I him. got to see him at MGM Grand in Vegas, and that's actually one of the best concerts I've ever been to in my life, as far as just performance and the the theatrics. Uh, oh man, you know he was he was great in concert. Mm-hmm. And let me just tell you something: if you're with a woman, they're not paying any attention to you. Like you're literally like invisible to them. Yeah, I'm, I'm the, cool with that. Yeah, if I'm at the time, you know, obviously, uh, you know, I'm married now, but at the time. I, my girlfriend at the time I went with, she was not paying me one iota. Uh, like it was a lot of males just there sitting down. Even though me, I wasn't sitting down because I like I like the song, so I was getting up dancing and everything. But uh, he's great in concert. But anyway, let me get back to this list. So with that being said, I I I think out of the three, to me, Neo is actually the best singer. So he would probably be singing at my wedding. I would have oh, Neo sing at my wedding. Who, wow. Yes. Who's, who's library? I'm ready for this one. Wow. Yeah. So Neo Neo would probably sing at my wedding because I think he's a better bet, better singer out of the three. Um, Usher, I would actually see in concert because I've never seen him. Okay. And I love to see him. I heard, I've heard his shows and, and you know, great too. And unfortunately, Justin, I would probably have to give him uh, his catalog. I know that's your boy too, man. Yeah, and I love some JT, you know, if... Uh, uh, one of our old co-workers, uh, Dallas, you know, me and her were like big JT fans. I, I remember her, me and her going to uh, get the uh, uh, JT album, the new one when it came out. Uh, I think it was a 2020 experience. Um, yes. Yeah, we went and got it the day it came out. Uh, so she, if she listens to the show, she knows how big of a JT fan I am. But okay. yeah, I just think Neo is the better, is the best singer out of the three. 
So I would I would have him sing at my wedding and then Usher, I would love to see him concert. Yeah. Because I've already seen Justin and then Justin Rock probably had to get rid of. Supposedly Neo always does that hand thing. Oh, well that 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 <laughs> Draymo was Draymo's on point with he's that's hilarious, by the way. <laughs> Yo, if you ever watch yeah, any of y'all listening, you watch one of his videos, he always does this like thing with his hand. I'm like, what is he yeah, doing? Dr- Dr- Draymo's right about that. He has that on point. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> Man, this one's tough for me because I don't want to eliminate any of them, but I guess I have to. See, I agree. I think Neo has the best voice, and I don't know if I necessarily want to see Neo in concert. So by default, I'm going to put him in the wedding. There's no way I can't have Usher's library. That's impossible. Too many bangers, confessions, which dropped 15 years ago. That actually kind of inspired this uh, this segment. So shout out to Usher. That that's the concert. That's yeah, the concert listen, listen to the show, my bro. Listen yeah, to the show. man, that's the concert I'm going to. Put, put us on. I, he was trying to get put on. Yeah, and then <laughs> J, yeah, JT. I love JT, but I didn't love his last album. He doesn't have the library that those guys do. Neil has a lot of really good albums, man. A lot of really. Good yeah, albums. you put me on to that last yeah. one. That last one is slept on. Yeah, and, he, and he's a good songwriter too. So yeah, huh. that's true. That's all true. right, all right. Let's move on. Let's go back to the ladies. Tony Braxton, Faith Evans. And the Queen Mary J. This is now this one's tough because this is tough. This is tough because I've had the pleasure of seeing Mary J and Faith in concert. So um yeah, this one's tough. I've never seen yeah, I've never seen Tony Braxton in concert. Um so this is tough because Tony Braxton and Faith are probably better singers than Mary J. Um oh man. Yeah, uh, struggling uh, with this one. Yeah, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Um, oh man, because yeah, how about Faith this? How about this? How about this, D? Let me let me go first because I kind of got uh, yeah, I got yeah. mine online. Okay, we'll get back. Okay. We'll get back to you. Yeah, you gotta get back. Yeah. <laughs> str- I'll take a mulligan on this one. Yeah, give me a mulligan. <laughs> you gotta take a mulligan. Yeah. Ooh man. All right. So th- here's the thing. So at the wedding, I think I'm gonna go Tony. That might surprise a lot of people because I. Well, actually, no, because she has she has a really good voice. Her voice has always been more on like the deeper side, if you really listen to her. But she's still got a lot of great songs. Like Secrets was one of the best R and B, one of my favorite R and B albums in the nineties. And I just like like I like her presence. Like when I think of the song, like the video, I remember the music video, "Unbreak My Heart." Like just how she was like at that. It was almost like an opera, like concert look she had to her. Like oh yeah, like I, I remember really feeling that video. So she's gonna be at the wedding, the concert. <sighs> Have you seen Mary J try to dance? Have you seen videos of Mary J dancing on stage? <laughs> it's, it's awful, dog. <laughs> but I I can't I can't I got too much respect for Mary J, man. So I'm gonna I'm gonna struggle through her dancing and, and see her in concert. And Faith Evans I do love because her first album once again it's right up there with the Jill Scott album. I think you could put her first album up against any oh, yeah. any. Yeah. 90s R&B album and it, it, it'll hold its ground but she's gonna be lasting me because I feel like she never really like kept it going after that first one her other ones were good but they didn't live, live up to that one alright so I, I think I got this now um, I'm gonna take Faith Evans actually singing at my wedding I just think she has a li- little better voice than Tony and a higher kind of a higher pitch like she can go to that octave to me because okay. um, like you said Tony has a more of a deeper deeper voice yeah, he said Mary J. I can't disrespect, man. Mary J. is one of the greatest, you know, R&B artists of all yeah, time. Yeah, I can't. I couldn't. I couldn't take her. You life can't. Now. No. You can't disrespect. You can't disrespect her. I mean, she is actually the queen of R&B. I, I actually do agree with that. That uh, that uh, you know, um, title that she has. I mean, 
she was one of the first to, you know, in, implement hip hop and R and B together. So you had you can't you can't deny that. Even though I've seen her in concert, I probably would still would love to see Mary J in concert again. And I'd probably have to get rid of Tony Braxton's uh, catalog. Oh, man, we pretty much went fl- we flipped on this one. Wow. We did, yeah. But Mary yeah. J, yeah. No, Mary J is one of my favorite all time. I mean, yeah, she's a horrible dancer, but... Um, yeah, she's awful. She's awful. No, she, yeah, she's... Her library is in, you know, oh, incredible. Great. I mean, it's great. she may have probably... As far as an R&B artist, she may have probably... The, her first four albums may be all classics. I mean, you can argue that they're all all classics, yeah. all great albums. Absolutely. You know, she had a great four album just like run of just like, wow. She's putting out like just bangers after banger after banger after banger. Yeah. And it was just like, yo, I mean, from her, from the 90s to like even into the early 2000s, I mean, she was she was that woman. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like she was, it was her, you know. Yeah, so I, can't, I can't I can't get rid of her library. I can't. Nah, you can't. Nah, Mary J is like I said, she she deserves the title of the queen, queen of R&B. Yep. So. All right, all right. Ooh, let's move on back to the fellas. Genuine Joe Maxwell. Okay, so this one, it's a little easier. So obviously Joe and Maxwell are probably well, I don't know. Genuine's an underrated singer because he can he can blow a little bit. Yeah, they're sure. all they're all good singers. And Joe's um, nice too, man. Joe's real nice. Yeah, this is tough, obviously. Man. Just to be biased, I'm probably gonna take my boy from Brooklyn, Maxwell, to sing at my wedding. That's not even um, be, that's also like a good choice though. Like that he's exactly yeah. Yeah, I'll probably love to see Genuine in concert. I know women would love to see him in concert. Yeah, they would, um, yeah exactly. And then I probably would have to get rid of Joe Joe's uh, live, uh, you know, catalog. Even though Joe's a great singer too, very underrated too as well. Um, but yeah, I'll probably go Maxwell, wedding singer, uh, Genuine. I'll see in concert, and then Joe, I probably get rid of. Man, I'll tell you what, Joe has a really, really good debut album. Like his. I remember what, all the things your man won't do. Remember that track? Well, they all do. They all do. Oh, that, yeah. What am I talking about? Because they all do. Genuine. They all do. Yeah, The Bachelor yeah, is a they classic. And then Maxwell, what is it, Urban Sweets? I mean, come on. That's a classic. Yo, first of all, you know what this just reminded me of? There was this little rumor going about around about me in high school. So the homie Terry, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. The homie Terry used to come to the crib. And so my the, the, the play then my bedroom window was right near the front door and like a lot of the times i would have my blinds up so so he, he tried to say supposedly i was listening to genuine like with my shirt off like dancing i'm like first of all that, <laughs> that never yeah i don't know where he got that from i was like i was probably listening to him, but my shirt definitely wasn't off so <laughs> yeah so he, was, he like he told me you were trying to you were trying to ride that pony huh yeah no nah, he was bugging <laughs> but anyway <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna Yo, go with it's Max. all good. Yeah, man, he was hating. But I'm gonna go with <laughs> Maxwell and and man, you gotta go Maxwell at the wedding. That voice? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh Maxwell yeah. Hey, he's a Brooklyn boy. Yeah, no, nah, I guess I'm a little yeah. biased. So I probably, you know, yeah, Maxwell's definitely gonna be in my wedding. Yeah, genuine concert. I agree. What's so different? So he's got so many bangers, man. Pony, yeah. man, pony live. I couldn't even imagine that, dude. Oh yeah, and if you take a, if you take your significant other with you, they're not paying attention to you when that when that song comes <laughs> on. That's why some yeah. of these cats I don't want at the wedding. You notice I'm not picking genuine at the wedding. Oh I'm picking no, Angelo at the wedding. Yeah, certain guys no. they ain't, they ain't getting the invite. But yeah, I got the same. <laughs> I got the same one as you. All right, now it's gonna get even tougher, man, because we're going to a couple of legends, Mariah. Janet Jackson, Beyonce. Actually, this is not as hard as I. For oh, me. Um, okay. So Mar- Mariah would definitely be my wedding singer. She's the best singer out of all the three. I don't even think that's an argument, or it should be an argument. That's just, or you know, listen, that's my opinion because I know music is subjective. But Mariah would be my wedding singer, 
as far as in concert, ooh, this now this That's is where it gets though. tough. Yeah, you said this is easy. You're crazy. How no, the first. I'm sorry. I should I should have said the first one was easy. The first one, as far as the wedding, yeah, okay. Mariah for sure. Now, before you pick your answer, before you pick mm-hmm. your answer, this is obviously everyone at their prime, not like right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I still take Mariah at the wedding. Yeah, and that's not even a question. In the prime. Yeah. yeah, right. I mean, I guess I meant more like in context. I know J- Janet and Beyonce are supposedly amazing in, in concert. In their prime. Okay, I'm probably yes. gonna take Jan- Janet in concert, and I have to get rid of Beyonce. I know a lot of people are gonna listen to the show and be like, yeah. oh, the, be- the Beehive probably- is coming after you already. Oh, they're gonna y'all. definitely come after me. They're gonna be like, what are you- what are you talking about? Yo, you I got- already- <laughs> somebody's ringing your doorbell right now. <laughs> exactly. I already know. Like, yeah, I know I'm gonna get you know crucified for this but nah i'm gonna go with Ooh. i stand by what i stand by my decision though mariah at the wedding janet in her prime in concert and i gotta get rid of beyonce's catalog i'm sorry i feel bad for you dog people come after you for this one all right hey, um i'm ready <laughs> you ready i'm gonna go mariah wedding i don't even think i need to explain that one just like no you. that's the easiest one yeah i'm also gonna go janet concert like you, you watch those like early '90s Janet, like Control. Oh my god! Pleasure Principle. Rhythm Nation in concert. In her prime. Uh, I know. I know. Please, I'm but, sorry. I know but, Beyonce had some great concerts, but that, none of her concerts are beating that Rhythm Nation. I don't know if, if people have ever seen that. Like, there's a video you can YouTube it actually. Janet Jackson in her prime doing Rhythm Nation live yo yeah. it's incredible like no beyonce's not seeing that i also not think, I also think she's a better dancer yeah oh yeah yeah so i, I obviously think having michael better... which is her brother you know also helps too yeah mm-hmm. man that was a tough one though but all right all right we're on the same page with that one now, let's give let's show some a little love to some so so beehive the beehive is coming out to both of us yeah that's a wrap for us we're done so let's go <laughs> to the groups let's go to a male, oh, male group it. All right, we're gonna switch it up a little bit. One twelve, Drew Hill, Jodeci. Oh wow, this is tough. Actually, this is a tough one. I'm gonna probably say Drew Hill at my wedding. That's um, a surprise. I didn't think you'd go yeah, that. Yeah, okay. I actually would put Drew. The, the reason I picked Drew Hill, I would it would be between Drew Hill and Jodeci because Jodeci had a lot of songs about like sex and. You know, sexing you and all that, which I, you know, I have no issue with because I, I, I love them in the '90s. You're saving them for the concert. That's going to the concert. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, that's funny you say that. So I would say Joe to see for the concert because your significant other is gonna go nuts, you know, because they, you know, with the sex songs and them taking off the shirt. You know, you had Mr. Dalvin and, uh, you know, I don't know about Casey and JoJo, but yeah, Mr. Dalvin and who was the other guy in the group? I'm, I'm blanking on his name. Who was the other? Was I'm Mr. For, Dalvin. I'm, I'm forgetting. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, Devontae. Devontae. Devontae sang. I can't believe I forgot that. Um, you sounded kind of terrible there. Yeah, well, first of all, I'm not a singer, so yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's all good. You, you gave it yeah. a try. You're good. You're good. But uh, yeah, Drew Hill at my wedding, Jodeci in concert. And I, you know, it's funny. I, I was a big 112 fan when they came out. Oh, 112 was dope. Unfortunately, yeah. I have to get rid of their uh, catalog, so that'd be my order. You remember, remember our roommate in college? He loved their third album, Hot and uh, fourth album, Hot and Wet. That wasn't good though. I was like, that's no. They, like, <laughs> they started going. That's when they started going downhill a little bit. But no. Oh man, this one is tough. I, I, I'm gonna say Jodeci at the wedding. Like forever, my lady. Like that. That they just need to sing that one song on, on repeat, and I'm good. That's one of my favorite. Yeah, that is true. That that's is one true. Of my I favorite did... songs ever, man. That's one of my favorite songs ever. So I, I got to roll with that one. I'm going to go 112 in concert just because, you know, their first three albums, I'll put them up against any R&B group's first three albums. As far as, far as 90s R&B groups, 
I'm gonna have to leave Drew Hill off. As great as a singer as Cisco is, I'm gonna have to leave them off, man. All right, well, yeah, we uh, totally different on that one. Yeah, all right, let's go to the females. Back to the females now. SWV, Janae, and Total. So I would definitely, I think SWV is the, is the, has the better voices out of the three, so they would definitely be the wedding singers. Mm-hmm. So I'd have SWV at my wedding. In concert, I'd probably pick Total because they were with Bad Boy. When yeah, Bad Boy that's like, true. At the height, that's at the true. peak, you know, they, and they would probably bring out Biggie and, you know, Diddy and all, all the Bad Boy crew. So I would love to see that in concert. And Zane, I don't think they had a, a long... Um, Zane didn't really have, like, a, a lot of albums. I think they had, that's like, one, two albums. Yeah. And don't, don't get me wrong, they had some really bangers. Like, you know, uh, what, what was the song? Uh, Everybody. Mr. I don't Mr. Know. Did, oh, hey, Mr. Yeah, DJ. Mr. DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they had that song. And then they had the other one with Busta Rhymes. Um, it's a party. Yeah, it's a party. Yeah, but yeah. yeah so, Zane, I probably would get rid of their disc discography. And then, like I said, SWV Wedding. Total in concert and Janae probably I had to get rid of. Yeah, I think one thing about uh Total and Janae that I do like though is they have like really good hip hop ties. Like you can put a rapper on them. Right, tracks. right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, like SWV, you couldn't really put like like Jay Z. No, or they, they just, had mm. they had some. I mean, they uh, well they had they had Diddy on one, which is like okay, that there. doesn't count. They, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not giving you that one. <laughs> take that, take that, take that. Yeah, but like you said, I mean, they're they're called sisters' voices for a reason. They got to be a exactly. Yeah, they got to be right, right, right. Yeah, total concert. You know, they bring that hip hop element, and um, neither of them had like a lot of work though. I think Total had like maybe two or three albums. It's not like they had a ton either. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel like their concert would be really dope, especially with the bad boy ties. And I like John A. They got a lot. They got some good tracks, but they would have to be the one I leave off the list. All right. Yeah, no, uh, I, I agree. We'll do two more, both groups. TLC, Destiny's Child, and Vogue. So, out of the... Ooh, so, okay, okay, so... Wedding wise, I think well, Destiny's Child and Vogue probably have probably have better voices than TLC. Obviously, it's also unfair to see TLC because they had Left Eye, who was a rapper, she didn't sing, so it's a, a little unfair. But I, you know, obviously, they had two singers. Um, I would probably have to go with in Vogue at my at my wedding. I would love to see Destiny's Child in concert, and unfortunately, I probably have to get rid of TLC. You're out of um, your mind, dog. Just go. How am I out of my mind? Out of your mind. TLC? Like, you could argue they're the best, like, from the 90s. Like, as far as R&B, you could argue they're no. the best. Well, they have one of the best albums. Obviously, Crazy Sexy Cool is one of the best albums of, of, of the 90s. No no questions. Ooh, it's an all-time. Uh, but do you, you think far as singing? Like, well, what do you mean? Like, what, what am I crazy? Once again, concert-wise, they're going to bring that element of, like, hip-hop, too. I, I just, that's me. I just like that at a, at a concert. I like that. Yeah, but dude, I, are you forgetting how big Destiny's Child was? When no, no, we were, like, in, no, listen, this group is not, a, it's not about how high big school and college. No, this, but what I'm saying is, like, their, their concerts, like, come on, man, they were huge. Like, I mean, I, first of all, I've never seen them in concert, and I've never seen Beyonce in concert. So I would love to see, and, and I was a big Kelly person. I love Kelly Rowland. So I would love to see uh, Destiny Child in concert. As far gotta, as singing I, wise, yeah. As far as singing, singing wise, I think In Vogue is probably the best out of them singing. Yeah. I would give In Vogue a slight edge over Destiny's Child. I mean, they, Destiny's Child can sing too, but In Vogue is definitely going to be in my wedding. But yeah, I'm sorry, dude. I'll take Destiny Child over TLC. I okay, would. Okay. Yeah. So I'm surprised you went In Vogue 
Oh, not because you didn't know that they had great voices, but they obviously they're the least popular of these three. I think that's fair to say. Oh, right? of course, of course. But they're, they're the better singers. Yeah, but I was also going to go in vogue for a wedding. I think they would crush a wedding. Are you kidding me? Those, oh, they're, yeah. they're so great. Like, they, oh, yeah. they And they just sound great together when they're all singing in harmony. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. It was it's great. Awesome. And they're like, when you're like about in vogue, they're like, it's like a, a, a group for grown women. I always feel like that was oh, more yeah. mature women oh, that yeah. listen to them. And you they could all mean? sing very good equally. Like, they were all really, even though obviously John, John with the lead they could all sing on their own you know what yeah. i mean they all had their own you know they could hold their own yeah you know where I thought, I thought with destiny's child like obviously beyonce and kelly were like the strong voices and then you know everybody else was kind of like whatever you know what i mean yeah i'm being real and, i'm not trying to listen to michelle i'm gonna be real oh sure. damn yeah, yeah i know draymond used to say that too like nobody cared about her <laughs> <laughs> Yo, first, if you watch the booty listens video they like cut her off like you see, you see Beyonce and Kelly in the image, but then they only show like half of Michelle. I'm like, yo, they doing her dirty. Yeah, yeah. It did. Was she the one that fell off stage? Yeah, and they just like looked at her and even help her up. They just looked yeah, at. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm yeah. Not, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So I think. I mean, I would still love to see them in concert, but mm -hmm. yeah, TLC. I just think it's at an unfair advantage because it, it, out of the three, two of them were singers and one rap. But I, and I get what you're saying. And like to see them in concert probably would have been cool too because of the hip hop element. But I just think if we're going just off of R&B, like, just the singing element, I would still take In Vogue and Destiny's Child over them. Okay. So I got In Vogue concert. I'm sorry. I got In Vogue wedding, TLC concert, Destiny's Child, library gone. Now, the Beehive is definitely coming after me now. I'm, I'm pretty much a dead man. It's over. <laughs> but you know about I've, I've complained to you about Destiny's Child a couple of times. You know what I'm about to say. They got too many questionable songs for me, like Soldier. Like, I'm not feeling that. Or Bills, Bills, Bills. <laughs> like if you listen to the lyrics of Bills, 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 like they're saying pay my automobile, something, something, then maybe we can chill. Why first of all, if I'm paying all your bills, why is it a maybe? Like it should be like for sure we're chilling, right? Like and then why? the soldier and then the soldier they wanna they wanna uh, uh trap or dope boy over the dude that's in a suit or a lawyer yeah, or a doctor. If his, if his status ain't hood. Yeah, I'm good on that. Yeah, yeah better I, be street if you're looking at me. Yeah, nah, get out. Yeah, of I don't know why why you would be encouraging that, especially with black, you know, with black men extinct, you know, <laughs> as we are. You know what I mean? Like, and all the dudes they were that? with in real life, like, I don't know if you consider Jay Z a soldier. I don't like he's is he? Like, well, yeah, yeah, but Jay Z had Jay Z had a little sketchy past, so I'll, I'll give I'll give uh, Beyonce that. I mean, but Kelly didn't date any hood dudes. I mean, first of all, he, she dated a football player. And then she went from a football player to I mean I, I know she's married now. I think the dude that she's with now was like a music manager. I don't be he's hood at all. And Michelle married some Christian dude. So some Christian dude. Yeah, yeah you know some, yeah, I'll take that back. Yeah, Jay Z obviously he was in the streets, got street cred, sold drugs, drugs. Yeah. Like, yeah, I got you. That's a fair one. That's a fair one. All right, let's do one more, man. Uh, we'll do the last male group. Boys to men. New edition. Tony. 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 So, Boyz II Men would definitely sing at my wedding. I think they, they're the, the the better singers out of the three. Uh, so, Boyz II Men would definitely be at my wedding. New edition in concert, for sure. Come on. And I'm talking about in their prime. Where I, I want to see Bobby, Ricky, Mike. Oh, that'd be insane. Know. I don't want them at my wedding Ralph. at all. Definitely don't want them at my wedding. Like no, that'd no, be a no, mess. no. It'd be a hot mess at the wedding. Especially with Bobby there. Come on, with Bobby? You don't know what Bobby's going to do. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> But uh, new, yeah, new edition definitely. Had, and yeah, unfortunately, and, and I'm a Tony 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 fan. I love Tony 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 uh, when they were in their prime. But I would probably have to get rid of their catalog. So yeah, Ugh. Boys and Men Wedding, new edition, definitely in concert. And Tony Tony Tony, I have to get rid of them. 
Uh, I love Anniversary, though, man. That's such a great song. Oh, man. they have they have bangers. Like I said, I'm, I'm a 2020 fan. Yeah. They're definitely never, on, my, on my playlist. Yeah, so, Never know. Rains in Southern California. Oh, uh, they have some great, great classics. I know. But I'm going to have to agree with you on this one, though, man. Boys to Men at the wedding is easy. That, that I mean, you'll have people crying when they're, when they're singing. That's an easy one. And then, I, how can you not see Tony? A new edition. I'm sorry, a new edition in concert. That's Bobby Brown, like you said, like Ralph Tresvent. Johnny get like is this too many too many individual like they all like those guys went solo and still Ricky happens. Ricky Mike you know, know Ronnie you got yeah come on Bell Biv yeah. Yeah, yeah and I love Tony 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 but this is tough but I I gotta I gotta say goodbye guys that was fun though man nice little nah that was good that reminiscing was good. a little bit I would love to see what you know uh, reaction and feedback and comments we get when they hit when people hear this, hear this um you know and what they think I'm sure we're gonna get a lot of texts and direct messaging and. People may even call us and say, y'all, y'all are crazy or Yeah, you know, I know. You know and one I mean? thing I would or, encourage people to do while you're on that D is like, you know, we, we get a lot of individual messages. We get people the group chat us, but leave comments on our posts, you know, get the conversation going. That's that's what we hope to do. And we hope to kind of get more and more people checking us out. And this is I like this segment because it's something men and women can kind of like chime in on, you know? Exactly, exactly. It's for everybody. So yeah, show love to the men and the women. Definitely on, definitely promote the show. You know, like like I said, we're trying to get out there. We're trying to get our voices heard. We're trying to get Absolutely. the exposure, you know, get promoted. So, yeah, definitely, you know, <laughs> tell, tell a friend, tell your friend, tell whoever, you know. Yeah, yeah no, doubt. no doubt. Put us on. Put us on. You know, I'm always trying to get put on. So put put, put us me on. on. People are going to say, look, yo, that's what y'all should have named your podcast. Put me on. <laughs> wouldn't have been bad. It would not have been bad. Yeah, put me on. Yeah, that probably would have. Yeah, that that could have that could have worked. That could have worked. All right, man. Let's let's transition to our our first love, though. You know, as much as we love music, we're we're sports guys. I know sports can be a little frustrating, as we know with football, our football teams and basketball teams. But it's still what we love and what we you know sit through every week. <laughs> but let's let's oh, start yeah. with let's start with the NBA. Um, coincidentally, something that also happened about fifteen years ago was the Malice and the Palace. And um, I know that they were talking about it on, on TNT, on NBA's, the TNT's NBA show the other day, and they were kind of reminiscing about how it all went down. I still remember when we were in college and we were chilling at TGIF, TGI, TGI Fridays and just shocked. Like, you got Ron Artest jumping into the crowd, like, legit attacking people. I'm like, yo, what is going on, dog? You know, it's funny. And not, uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah, you know what's funny about that? I just remember... One of the distinct memories I have about that when we were at Friday is that when it when it happened, it's like everybody stopped eating their food and was just watching that. It was almost like you would have thought like a big world event happened. Like, you know what I mean? People literally like stopped what they were doing at TJ Fridays. Like the, the restaurant went silent and people were just like, yo, is this is this really happening? Like, like, is this happening in real time? Like, yo, it was nuts. I I I had never seen anything like that. I mean, um, but Yo, I just remember, like, you're right, Fridays, I'm eating or drinking, and we're just looking up, and I just said, yo, is that, are y'all seeing this? And Crazy. everybody was watching it, like, yo, this is, like, in amazement, like, this is nuts. So, that's one of the, that's actually one of the distinct memories I have from college, is when that event happened. Yeah, and then I remember, remember Steven Jackson also jumped in the crowd and was, like, swinging, I think he punched one dude. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, it was, it was just chaos. It was, yeah, Jermaine O'Neal punched a fan. Oh, my gosh. Our did, right, yeah. Steven Jackson. Yeah, it was, it, it was, wow. I mean, I still, even watching it to this day, is just, like, in amazement. Like, wow, I can't believe that happened. You know, yeah, I've never it was, like it. it was wild, man. So, yeah, just something we wanted to kind of bring up really quick. But back to, you know, back to NBA today, 
you know, it, the league has changed so much. And I was telling Darian um, the other day, it's like, man, there's just a lot of guys putting up crazy amounts of points this this year. You know, James Harden is averaging 39 and a half points a game. Like you're talking things Jordan didn't even do. And I'm not comparing James Harden to Jordan, but it just shows you what kind of league we're in. So what do you think about the league today? Like, so for example, the la- last season was the first time where every team averaged over 100 points a game. And it's also currently, I know the season's still early, it's actually currently still the trend. Every team, including the Knicks and all these bad teams, are still averaging 100 <laughs> points. Not to not to diss the Knicks. I hate to put them out. They're there. horrible. No, you can't diss the Knicks. No, you know, what's, you know what's crazy? I could actually say the Warriors. I can't believe I can well, say yeah, that. Yeah, I know. But the Knicks are yeah. still terrible. Yeah, They've but been don't. terrible for a long time. But even the Warriors average over 100 points a game. So do you think that this is a good thing or a bad thing for the NBA? I just think this is a bad thing for the NBA just because of there's no more defense anymore. Like, can you name me, like, the top defensive guys in the league, maybe besides, like, yeah, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard yeah. or Paul George or maybe Draymond Green? Rudy Gobert. I mean, Rudy Gobert. Yeah, player. like, that's you could probably only name those four and that I could think of the top of my head. But I just think it's bad for the league because, I, I okay, I understand people want to see scoring because that's what it's about. You want to outscore your opponent, but... It's almost like with all the scoring, yeah, like now you don't appreciate defense. Like, I know people complained about the 90s, how it was always a low scoring because of the defense and there wasn't enough scoring. But I, I appreciated that, man, because somebody like, you know, I'm, I'm going to bring him up a lot while we do the show. Like Michael Jordan, who not only scored, but he played D. I mean, the guy is top three in, in uh, steel. I think he yeah, is number three in steals all time. And, you know, when you can actually play defense, I mean, he took pride in not just scoring, you know, 30 points a game. I mean, he also played D. And I just think now with how things are, just the up and down pace and with the three-point shot, I mean, it's just all about scoring. You know, nobody really cares about playing defense. And I, I don't think it's yeah. looked at as an, as an important, like, tool. Mm-hmm. Or even when they're teaching these kids now when, you know, playing basketball coming up, like, through the AAU and high school. It's just all about, yeah, like just outscore your opponent. Make sure you score more points than your mm-hmm. opponent. You don't have to play as much D. And I, and I get the rules are different because you can't really touch them. You know, there's no more hand checking. Yeah. You can't be That's physical with them. Like, now, though. Hand checking's been out Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah, you can't be physical with them like you were in the 90s. But yeah, man, I don't like that. I don't like it. I don't, I don't like seeing, you know, 150 to 140 with no OT. No, or remember like, back in the day when we were growing up, that was like a triple overtime game. Exactly. And I, so, I used to yeah. love that. You know what I mean? Because the mm-hmm. games were close. And a lot of these games sometimes are blowouts, man. Like, I feel like the NBA is turning into, like, college basketball. Like, I watch some of these when the Knicks play. Like, if the Knicks play the Rockets, like, dude, it's going to be a blowout. Like, it's not even close. Like, sometimes you, you already know it's not going to even be, like, the, the point spread is going to be, like, plus 15 uh, Rockets. Like, and they'll cover easily. Like, it's just, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, like I said, I don't think it's good just from my standpoint, just – you know, yeah. every, like you said, for the first time ever in league history, every team, even the bad team, was scoring over 100. Yeah, points. it actually started. That's, it, that's it ridiculous. That, it was that way last year, too. So, what I'm, what what I'm saying is, yeah. yeah, you were asking me earlier about uh, defensive players, like who are some of the great defensive players in the league. But, you know, the differences between then and the back when we were, you know, growing up and now is back then, I feel like there used to be great def- like defensive teams overall. Now it's just individual yes, players. I agree. Yeah, so I agree. for example, like, you know, you look at the Warriors, you got Draymond, who I think is kind of overrated, but that's a whole other topic. And then, like, even Durant, who is a very underrated defender, you have individuals that play solid D. Oh, and Clay Thompson, of course, is a no, good Clay defender. No, Clay Thompson is a good defender. Yeah, yeah exactly. Good defender. 
but like you have to pick like you don't you don't see teams playing well as a unit as much as you used to you know now it's like in, oh yeah there are individuals on the team oh that man because yeah think about those teams back in the 90s that were like great defense defensively like those Knicks teams with like Ewing and 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 Oakley and Starks and Anthony Mason they they were a great defensive team even even the the 90s Bulls the um the Pistons in the, the early nineties. The Heat were a good defensive team. Oh yeah, the Heat were a great defensive team, dude. They all these these teams like you didn't want to play them, especially like in the playoffs in the series, because they were gonna knock you on your ass. And it was if you come in that lane, you were not getting no easy buckets. You know yeah, I mean? and you even to... and even in the two thousands, I, I know you, I, when you mentioned the Pistons, I wasn't sure if you were talking nineties or two thousands because those two thousand Pistons were good defensively too. They were, they were, and those and those Laker teams with Shaq and Kobe, yeah. they were good defensively were good as well. Defensively. Yep. The yeah, Spurs, the so, Spurs were defensively. Oh yeah, well, of course they were probably out of those out of them. They were probably the best. You know what I mean? As far as the, with the low score, because I remember some of those finals with the Spurs, they would be like in the like the high seventies, low eighties. You know, some of those games. Um, so yeah, I just I just missed that man. I just listen. You know, basketball. How I was taught, and of course how you were taught coming up is you play both sides of the of the court. You know, it's not just about offense. I mean, obviously we love offense. We want to see people score a lot of points, but yeah, man, I, I miss that, and I just think it's bad for the game right now that yeah. you know you have these teams that are just scoring you know record amount of points, and it's no defense being played. Yeah. That's why I get upset when people get on certain people about defense. Like, I mean, I, you know, I know we br- brought them up in the last show, but you know when they criticize Carmelo Anthony about playing defense, well, the whole league's not playing defense. So you're getting on one guy, and the, the whole team's not playing D. So how can you get on one person? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, don't, I don't understand that. You know who I blame this on? I'll be honest with you. I, I kind of blame this on the Warriors. And I, I say that because they started, like, Splash Brothers. You know, we're seeing more threes taken in the NBA than we ever have before. So a lot of teams are just, you know, or D, uh, Mike D'Antoni is another guy I kind of blame for this, focusing mm-hmm. just on teams that focus on a lot of shooting, a lot of offense. And they don't really care as much about playing on both sides of the ball, particularly Dan Tony, because like I said, the Warriors are they have, they have some guys that do play defense. But I blame Warriors for a lot of this. It's, you know, teams that started to just you know shoot from beyond the arc and just focus more on three ball shooting than like maybe playing more in the paint. You know? Yeah, I don't know if this is true. I don't know if you heard this, but for some reason I heard the other day. Maybe I heard it wrong, but supposedly James Harden is taking more threes than other players have taken regular field goals. That's insane. Yeah, he shoots a That's lot That's what of I threes. heard. Yeah, he's taking more threes than he takes regular field goals. That's nuts. That would have never happened in the night. You would never hear anybody like, yeah, they take more threes than field goals. Now, obviously, the, the game was different because the three-point shot wasn't as big, but still, come on. I mean, you're talking about a higher degree of difficulty with a shot, with like a three-point shot, than taking like a layup or a dunk or driving. You know what I mean? Or a mid-range yeah. jumper. Like, I mean, dude, James I, don't, Harden, I don't get it. Yeah, James Harden, he takes 13, almost 14 threes a game. 14. That's... So how many total sh- how many total shots does he take? He probably <laughs> takes at least, what, 25 shots? So he's taking, like, that's more than half. Yeah, he, it's insane. He is a volume shooter, man. And, you know, you think about, think about some of the good, for, like, when we're in high school and college, when I think of some of the good shooters, I think of, you know, you think of Ray Allen, you think of uh, Peja Stoyakovich, you think of uh, even uh, even guys like Michael Red, who people don't really remember as much anymore. Right, you know, like, right. Those are the good shooters when we were growing up. And, dude, even we, they didn't take as many threes per game. Like, and no. those guys were, sh- like, legit. I don't, I don't know if I consider Ray, uh, James Harden, like, a shooter. I think he can hit threes, but do you consider him, you know, like a Steph Curry or a Clay? Not really. Am, am I tripping? No, no. Because here's the thing, too, which I don't like either. 
when you see a lot of these stats with these players, they're not efficient. They're shooting low percentages as well. Yeah. It's, it's also hurting the shooting percent. You're not seeing people shoot 50% or, you know, for, even 45%. A lot of these guys that are shooting are like in the 40s or low 30s. Like, I mean, the high 30s, that's not good. So they're not being efficient. I mean, obviously you have guys like LeBron and, you know, uh, the Greek freak that, you know, shoot at a high percentage because they they, t- they they are more inside players. You know, they take more twos and threes. Yeah. But, and some of the big men, but it's all these, like, even like the Russell Westbrook, like the James Harden, the Steph Curry's, the Clay Thompson's, they're shooting in the 40s. They're not even shooting 50%. So it's like, they're not even efficient. So, yeah, I mean, people love all the scoring, but... You're seeing a lot of bricks too. You're seeing a lot of misses. I think you're so giving. I, I, I think you're giving them too much credit. I mean, James Harden's shooting 34 percent from three this year. That's not good. Oh, 34. And 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 back to what I was saying about the attempts per game. James Harden's taking 13 threes a game. You had guys like I said, the, the great shooters when we were growing up. Ray Allen, for example, he never averaged more than eight threes a game. That's attempts, I should say. So look at the difference. Look at that. And well, that's some, the, that's the problem with scoring now. All these, there's too many threes. Well, the 13 attempts that James Harden is taking, that's what teams used to attempt in the 90s. In a like, game. that's the whole team. In a game. Yeah. Right. The Bulls would probably attempt, like, third, like that That would be their whole total three for the game. Not one player taking that. Yeah. Unless Jordan was, like, on fire and, you know, he was doing something ridiculous. But yeah, and Jordan didn't that even was... take a ton of threes, right? No, he did not. No, no. he didn't. No, he didn't. So, well, yeah, as much as I love the NBA, and it's, it's obviously entertaining, I kind of miss... I do miss the, you know, I miss when a game would be thrilling and the final score would be 97, 90, 95. Like, dang, what a great game that was. Now that's, oh, yeah. one of, now it's like 137 to 133. <laughs> you know, so, it's Dude, just, so the, yeah. the Bucks Trailblazer games last night, it was 135 to 127 with no OT. Yeah. What? You don't see it. You did, I just never saw that. I never saw that. And you have multiple players now scoring like 30. Like in a, on one team, you'll have like two or three guys score 25, 30 points. Like that wasn't like that in the 90s. You only had maybe like one or two guys do that. And the rest of the team were like, you know, role players. So they score like, you know, eight, 10. You know what I mean? It wasn't like that. But now you have like, you know, three or four guys scoring 20 or 30 points on a team that's nuts yeah yeah man that's i've never seen anything like that like it before so let's um let's we're getting closer to ending this but we got a couple other things to hit on uh i wanted to get into some of our nfl picks and we'll, we'll do that momentarily but let's let's talk a little bit about what's been going on with Stephen a smith um and i'm sure a lot of our listeners uh have, have seen the clip of you know t.o Terrell Owens was on first take and he kind of called out Stephen A. Smith about the whole Kaepernick situation. And he he said that Max Kellerman was blacker than him because of his stance and his view on the Colin Kaepernick situation. So he almost he questioned, you know, obviously questioned Stephen A.'s credibility and his his quote unquote blackness. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on that, D, because I got a couple. What, what What did you think about that whole exchange? So let me just preface by saying, look, I don't think T.O. should have done that on air, like, in, you know, on, in, in obviously in the public and for people to see. I think that's something, you know, if, you know how we talk as boys and we have like banter between our friends and you kind of joke around with people and say, you know, you don't lost your, 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 you know, your black card or your Negro card. You know, we kind of joke about that. I don't think that's something that should be broadcast, though. Um, I will say this, though. Um, Stephen A. in the past has had some questionable uh, takes that I, I have particularly not liked. It, where I felt that he's almost trying to be like a company man and take the take the 
the PC side, like the the I don't want to say the white person side, but like you know the, he's taking the stance of like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know because I have this platform use it to say what I really want to say. He's yeah. kind of been PC'd about it, so I haven't agreed with that with him in the past. So I I, I kind of get why To did that. But I don't like the way that T.O. did it. Like, that's something he could have just done off camera or if they're talking on the phone between each other or, you know, a private conversation. Okay, whatever, you know. But to put that out there in front of everybody to see, and you know how social media is, you know. um, Yeah, I didn't think that was right. But I understand why T.O. said it and where he was coming from. But I don't necessarily agree how he went about him and saying that in front of people. But yeah. um, I get why he said it, because like I said, I haven't always agreed with Stephen A in the past of certain issues, when they, especially when it comes to these kind of issues of, you know, pertaining to black people in the community. You know, he's kind of been, I, you know, like I said, try to, you know, be PC and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, you know, not be politically correct or anything and try to, you know, hey, I'm gonna be the company man and not be controversial. So. I, I've never felt him on that, but again, yeah. I don't think T.O. went about it the right way. Yeah, so. I don't think he did. I, and I'm going to slightly, you know, not that this is an a, agreement or disagreement kind of thing, it's just our thoughts on it. Um, I've never really looked at Stephen A. that same way. I haven't agreed with everything he said in the past, um, but I, I don't think he's ever avoided controversy. I feel like he's always said what's on his mind. He was very supportive of Kaepernick um, before his most recent comments. So it's not like he's been, you know, like a Jason Woodlock, for example, who's been against Kaepernick the entire time. So I'm just not a fan in general of like when a black person questions another black person's like blackness, like what kind of standard am I supposed to uphold? Like, oh, I got to do certain things so people like think that I'm black enough for this or black enough for that. I've just never been a fan of that. And especially when, I think it really hit Stephen A when he was saying that a white dude was blacker than him. I think that's really what it was. If it was like another black dude on the set, he's like, oh man, what's it called? Acting blacker than you right now. I think that'd be a little different, but I think it hit him harder that he was given you know he was saying that a white guy is more woke than him um and i'm just not a fan of that in general even like i would never come at you that way and i know you would never come at me that way regardless of our opinions on things i don't care what your political affiliation is i don't care what your you know personal choices and in relationships or anything is i'm gonna look at you as an individual and know i know where you came from i know your parents i know your family i know your background so i'm not gonna come at you questioning you for you know oh man you're not black enough that's just me that's just me yeah i understand where you're coming from but you know like i said like you know how we when we're around uh, you know other black friends and african-american friends of ours you know we tend to joke like you know like for instance like if you you know some people like man i don't like collard greens or i'm not a big fan of macaroni and cheese they're like oh man you don't launch your black card but that's that, not see, a that, that is more joking around though yeah right right so i don't have an issue with that um mm-hmm. But I also don't like when, okay, I understand you're saying Stephen A. Smith has been, he, he hasn't really been afraid to tackle controversial things. He hasn't, but at the same time, I think when he has tackled them, I don't, I haven't liked his responses or what he said about it. Like, okay, right, he'll talk about it, but then it's like he says something to almost contradict himself sometimes. Like, wait a minute, okay, so you're taking, you're taking the other person's stance, not the black person's stance, you know what I mean? So that's but, where but that, 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 that's his opinion. Like he's entitled to his opinion, like we all right. are. Right. And and exactly, exactly. Yeah. So that's my that's been my issue with him. You know what I mean? Really, that that I've had in the past with him. That he's done he yeah, he tackles, he talked about the controversial issues, but then he kinda doesn't 
to me support sometimes the black community or he goes against it and it's like okay like so you know like all right like you you said all this and now what we what are we supposed to think about that you know what i mean so i get where t.o was coming from as far as that but again i don't agree how he used that platform and used that show to say that comment right to say a white man is more blacker than a black man yeah that was that was wrong. yeah i don't think that was the right way to right way the right place time or place to do it like you said like he he could have talked to him on the phone right after the show like hey man i feel like you weren't really supporting us or like you're not there for us he could have done that i agree and look there's there are two sides to this some people think well Stephen a kind of took it you know to's like that that's his personality he's probably joking around um some people are saying like damn how could to say that that's more of the side i'm on like i thought he was out of lot out of pocket for that um regardless of how you look at it um, you know, I, I don't think it was it was right for Tio to bring it up there. So right, right. yeah. So right. we'll uh, get towards the end of this podcast. Um, let's, let's do some quick NFL picks. You know, that's that's our thing, man. We got some good some good games this weekend, including your boys. <laughs> First of all, you're so you're so predictable. I already know what you're gonna pick. I already know what you. <laughs> but you know, I noticed you're not saying anything right now. We'll get to that in a sec. Let's start. Uh, let's see. We got some good games. Let's start with the Seahawks at the Eagles. What are your thoughts on that? So I'm, I'm probably I'm probably going to go with the Seahawks. Um, and uh, the reason is just because, you know, uh, what's his name is playing at a, a MVP level, uh, Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just don't like how the Eagles look right now. Um, and that's not just because they're in our in our division. I just, just think that Russell Wilson is playing out of his mind right now. Um, and, you know, you know, Pete Carroll is, is, a, is a great coach. I mean, obviously, Peterson is too, but I just, I don't know. I just like the Seahawks on the road in this one. I I don't think that it's going to hurt the Eagles too much uh, because of how, who I'm going to pick in the next game. So, um, yeah, I, I'm probably just going to go with the Seahawks just because of Russell Wilson and how he's playing. I don't know what it is. It might just be how good, how much I love their cheesesteaks or just how much I like living in this area. <laughs> But I just have this thing for Philly, like the Eagles. I, I keep wanting to believe in them, and I'm, I'm going to do it again. I just think this is one of those games where they know they have to, like, they, 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 they had a – no, not saying that losing the New England's ever, like, a bad thing because they're obviously consistently one of the best teams. But I'm, I'm not going to say that was necessarily a bad loss. But I just feel like they're at home. You know, it's a team that's obviously good, but – and I'm not going to go on a limb and say their season's on the line, but I just feel like this is a game – they got to get especially if the Cowboys you know beat the Patriots they're going to be even further back and I think there's a sense of urgency there so I'm going to roll with the Eagles but let's jump to your boys next Cowboys at Patriots who you got I got Patriots Um, and just because I just think the Cowboys haven't beaten with the exception of beating the Eagles they haven't beaten any opponents that were either better than I think 500 or better um and they're on the road in this one. I know the Patriots' offense hasn't played well, particularly. And I know they're saying now their defense has been exposed. They got exposed by the Ravens. But they played well against the Eagles last week. You know, they pretty much won that game for the Patriots last week. Um, so, and I don't know, man. It's just so tough to win in New England at this time of the year in November. Uh, they're 9-1. and one, um, And, you know, Belichick versus Garrett is such a mismatch, the coaching matchup. So I just have to roll with the Patriots. I, I think it will be closer than people think. Mm-hmm. I don't like the spread that whole. I think they have I think it's six, uh, six and a half right six now. Six and a half. Yeah, I don't think it will be that much. I think, you know, I can see the, the Patriots winning by like a field goal, like a late, actually a late second or, you know, game winning field goal kind of thing. But they'll win the game. And I think it'll be low scoring. It won't be high scoring. I think it'll, 
I think the Cowboys defense, even though I haven't liked them this year, they'll play play a little bit better because the the um, Patriots offense only has Brady and really Edelman. They haven't been able to run the ball. Yeah, the Sanu S- thing S- hasn't worked Sanu, out. Sanu's going to be out. Oh, right, right, he's, right. he's out anyway. So, yeah, but I still like the Patriots at home. Yeah, I, this this one I had to think about. I, I, I do think that the Patriots are favored by a little bit too much. But my concern right now is the Cowboys defense doesn't seem to really be as aggressive. Like, you know, I feel like the young linebackers have kind of taken a step, Jalen's a step back. Like, Jalen Smith and, and Van Der Esch seem to be making more plays last year. Now, you watch every snap of every Cowboys game, so I might be off there. But is, is, am well, I Van Der Esch is going to be out. Van Der Esch is going to be out, you know, because of the neck injury. So I think he hasn't played well because he's been hurt a little bit, especially the last couple of weeks. But um, I don't think you're crazy. Yeah, I haven't seen that same Cowboys defense I saw last year. I don't know what the reason is because they have the same scheme, same defensive coordinator, and they actually added, you know, a good play. They added Michael Bennett. So they have the same players. So I don't know what the issue is, but it, it's something, you know what I mean? I know everybody kind of says they've been lacked in, in safety help all year because people are not big on Jeff Heath. Um, and I, he's coming back from injury this week, but you know, he was there last year and they were a good, you know, defensive squad. So I don't know what it is, but, um, yeah, they're just not playing well this year. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe teams, go ahead. I I, I was going to say, I think maybe teams have kind of figured out what they were doing last year and kind of figured them out. You know, so maybe mm-hmm. that's that's it too. Yeah, I think the, the you know, and, and I don't know how significant you think this Anthony Brown injury is. But, you know, obviously injuries to guys that are a significant part of a lineup are never a great thing. Um, I just think, yeah, I just think with Brady at the press conference look seeming upset even when they won about their offense, I feel like they're just going to kind of turn it on. And I think it's going to be close. I I see it being one of those like 28-24 kind of games. So, yeah, I also like uh, the Cowboys. Uh, We got Packers at the Niners. Like the Packers in this one, man, because the Niners the last couple of weeks, I, I'm not big on Garoppolo as everybody else is. He throws a lot of picks and he turns over the ball. I think he leads. I think he leads all quarterbacks with uh, turnovers, a uh, total turnover. Overall turnovers, right, right? Yeah, I think he has 14 turnovers on the season. That's a lot of turnovers to have, and um, their defense hasn't played well in the last couple of weeks. Um, they've kind of been getting exposed. So um, I think the Packers are a good team. They're pretty balanced. They can. You know, throw the ball, run the ball. They're, I know the D hasn't played as good as they, they did in, in the first half of the season. But um, obviously, they've kind of turned it on these last few games, the last couple games. So I kind of like the Packers going in there and getting the ups. Not, I don't know if it's an upset, but getting the road win. And I think mm-hmm. the winner of this game kind of, you know, you could, they may be the uh, team that gets, you know, home field advantage yeah. throughout the NFC. So this is a big game. Absolutely. I think... I'm, I, I, this one's tough because it's kind of a wait and see for me because George Kittle is such a major part of that 49ers offense. He makes them look completely different, and he's a game-time decision. So if he plays, I actually do like the Niners. I still like the way their defense is played overall. I actually trust their defense more than I trust the Packers defense right now, which hasn't been playing as well as it did the beginning of the year. Um, so I think they'll make a couple more plays. And especially, and obviously Sanders is also – he's questionable. If Kittles and Sanders play, I think the Niners take that one. Okay. All right, let's go to Monday night. The Ravens at the Rams. I'm going to go with the Ravens, man. Another, another. I'm just going to go with the quarterback, man. Lamar Jackson, he's amazing, man. He's been playing out of his mind. He's probably number two right behind Russell Wilson in the MVP voting. Some people have him at one. The guy can throw and run. I think it's, we don't need to, we need to stop questioning, you know, this this guy, you know, everybody kept asking when he came to the season, can he really throw? Is he more like Michael Vick or Kaepernick? I actually think he might be, you know, 
better. You know, we might be seeing a quarterback who can actually do both very well. Um, so Lamar Jackson is the real deal. Uh, they're a great uh, balanced team as well. Like they're good on both sides of the ball. Uh, they're, they're good defensively. That Marcus Peters trade has been really good for the yeah, Rangers. I mean, really I think good, huh? he's come in and made a, an a immediate impact. I think he's like one of the league leaders in interceptions now. Um, so, and obviously he's playing his former team in the Rams. The Rams have just not been the same all season. I feel like, you know, golf has kind of re- uh, regressed. Their D hasn't been as good as it was last season. Obviously, they got rid of a lot of players, you know, especially in the secondary when you get rid of Peters and Talib. Um, so, yeah, man, I actually like the Ravens on the road in this one. So, it's funny. I like, out of all these picks, I like uh, three of the three of the four. I like the road team. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Ravens in this one. Yeah, I like the Ravens, too. I think the Ravens have just kind of shifted their goals. I, I think they're looking to potentially get a buy. I don't see why they can't. I mean, they already beat right. you know, the, the team with the best record in the Patriots in the AFC. So I think they're I think they have their eyes set towards like, yo, we're gonna be a, a number one or a number two seed, especially if the Patriots slip again. So I know they'll be rooting hard for the Cowboys. But yeah, I just think they're they're just playing with so much confidence. You got dudes on the sidelines wearing shades. They're taking selfies. It's like, what is going on, man? It just <laughs> bothers me when I see it. But they're just playing with a lot of confidence. Obviously, they're really well coached. I'm not saying the Rams aren't, but I just don't really feel it with the Rams this year. They don't have the, their running game isn't as efficient. Now, Gurley's been playing better over a lot the recent weeks. But remember, he's not that Gurley from a year or two ago. Like, something still seems off with him. And I think the Ravens are just going to be able to do more offensively. I don't think they're going to be able to game plan against Lamar because who has so far? So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the Ravens there, man. Yeah, now I got to roll with it. I think the Ravens made some underrated moves in the offseason. Getting Mark Ingram, obviously getting Earl Thomas on the defense. Like I said, and obviously, as I brought up before, getting Peters in that trade this year. They've made I, they've made some really great moves in the offseason and in this, during the season just to put them in position that they're in now. So I think that's why, you know, not just Lamar Jackson playing out of his mind, playing great, but just those moves that they've made have set them up to be, yeah, I mean, you're talking about them now as, you know, like you said, as a Super Bowl contender, you know, can possibly have a bye throughout the playoffs if if the Patriots slip up. And I could see them beating the Patriots again. Yeah. It's a team that can challenge the Patriots. Because we've seen Harbaugh do that before, go into New England and win. He has. Well, now he has yeah. a more talented quarterback. So he does. He does. Right. Yeah. Right. And they won the Super Bowl the last time they did that. So yeah. Don't don't bring that up, man. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Hey. Well, hey. It happened, dude. Hey. We gotta we gotta live in reality. <laughs> uh, yo, man. That was fun. It was fun. It was a great, great yeah, great show. You know yeah. the R&B. I know. I know the the people are gonna love the R&B, both men and women. So yeah. definitely definitely check us out um, absolutely but nah great show like i said show number four mm-hmm. i knew it'd be a great show yeah i knew it would be a great show and just a reminder we are not going to do a show next week obviously thanksgiving but we will be back two weeks from now we may have a guest might switch it up a little bit you never know there's definitely a guest coming on soon though. i feel i feel like it's coming soon yeah yeah i think we <laughs> i think you should just tease that yeah we'll have a guest in two weeks too. That's, that's, that's gonna happen so I we'll have a guest and just a reminder y'all you know we love when you guys text us people are cracking up when they you know they're like they, they think the podcast is you know entertaining hilarious make sure you post you know right on that right on the post you know to get the comments going we would, we would appreciate that on the gram the gram on twitter yeah yeah, please. You know, we want we want everybody. We want the world to see us. We want the world to hear us. So, you know <laughs> no what I mean? We're trying to get out there. All right, D. Till next time. All right, peace. Peace.